Hey guys. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> um, Susie. I'm Lindy. I'm Fortuna. And, and you're we are Sassy Fraz. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the meaning of life. Image of life, specifically from what we've taken yeah. from yeah. Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Um, so we're just going to give you guys our interpretation of our image of life since we did projects on it. And we're also going to have a special guest. So stay tuned for that. Does anyone want to start saying anything? So let's, let's start. what does it mean? Like one sentence short clip. Like what is meaning of Should I read the prompt kind of? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. There isn't any particular relationship between all the messages, except that the author has chosen them carefully. So that when seen all at once, they produce an image of life that is beautiful and surprising and deep. There's no middle, no be- no beginning, no end, no suspense, no moral, no causes, no effects. What we love in our books are the mo- are the depths of marvelous moments all at once. So that's a lot to take in. Yeah. It is. Because Slaughterhouse-Five, like, when you first read it, it's like kind of all over the place. You're like, huh? Because we're so used to living with, like, chronological orders, Mm -hmm. and we're so attached to that, that when we actually look back at our own, like, lives, we don't, we see in chronological orders, but we go by memories. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just your past just kind of, like, built up into what, you know? It scrambles. Yeah. It intertwines. Mm -hmm. Can't say for me though. Oh, oh okay, okay. okay. I, can't, I can't remember anything. That's oh, oh, okay. Okay, I see that memory. Yeah. Just like Fortuna can't remember my birthday. You want to do that for since you forgot my birthday after I posted on uh, We don't talk about that. Though. We will, but liar. not in this episode. And then she almost forgot her dog's birthday. Oh, mm. that's different. It's actually not different. But getting off topic. So, to me, the meaning of life is kind of what I also interpreted. For Vonnegut, so his thing was kind of like, death is the only guarantee we have, and I really agree with that. You know, there's no real way to know like what happens after. You know, and sometimes, well, you know, I'm a Catholic, and that I kind of feel like in a way I kind of use that because I'm scared of what's gonna happen. You know, like using that religious part of you to like comfort you. Yeah, I tried that. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, like I was a Jehovah's Witness. You, no offense (laughs) to them, but you know, it's just like you want to believe in something so much that will like comfort you until like something personal happens to you, and you're like, that's it, that's Mm -hmm. it. There's no afterwards. I'm just gonna have to like live with this, like them being gone forever. This and this and that. You're like, I hope they're in a better place. I don't know if they're in a better place. But you still have to continue with your life. Yeah. With that, like, so it goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it goes, yeah. And I feel like a lot of times we, like, normalize, like, the death of people, you know? Like, until with, it becomes personal. Yeah. Like, with COVID, like, a lot of people are just like, okay, millions of people died. Oh, well. At least mm-hmm. no one in my family. And yeah. then that's when it gets serious. Like, if somebody in their family does die, that's when they're like, oh, we need mm. to be taking it more seriously. Yeah. I feel like with the whole normalizing death, I feel like that's what Vonnegut was really trying to get towards because, you know, the whole story was an anti-war story, right? So, obviously, he was, I guess, in his own ways trying to tell us, hey, war has been normalized. We're so used to it. 
because it's always been happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they don't, and like, through yeah, media. Exactly. And, like, he's trying to tell us, I guess, in his own way, through his personal experience, saying, like, hey, this is a serious issue, but because you're not in my shoes, you probably don't see it. Yeah. Well, I guess because of, like, that whole ordeal, he, he felt like the need for himself, but for others to actually understand why war is so bad and how this and through can, his lenses through his lenses and how much it can affect a person and he, i guess he's trying to get people to understand why even if they're not there trying to yeah. like unnormalize the thing because we're not making like sensitized sensitized desensitized yeah that's what i was gonna get at it's like i feel like i've kind of become desensitized too like to like hearing like about like the amount of deaths that that have been happening like you know like I, I still understand that it's like harsh but like if I hear oh this person died I'm like oh again and like you know I don't really you know and I've been kind of blessed with the idea that like I, I've never had a close person die so I feel like that's kind of what I need to happen to me I mean I don't no. want that to happen to me but like I feel yeah. like I don't truly understand what it means to like lose, lose someone. someone yeah, yeah. I feel like this story is really, it really impacts our generation for sure because we're always joking, or like a lot of people are always joking about the whole idea of death. Yeah. And like, they, but they never really realize how d- bad death really is yeah. until a loved one passes or like at least someone that you knew passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's not until, and I think that's what he was also trying to get at because I feel like in his time period, they're like us, but like instead we don't really have to go through the whole idea of war happening, but we get to see it. We have we see it on the media, mm-hmm. but still, then we still don't react anyway. And I feel like for him, when he wrote that story in his time, like when you know when he was alive, it was happening on all sides of the world. Like there's war going on everywhere, mm-hmm. and st- still then they didn't react away a yeah. certain way or like try to stop it. And like now they're. Are still war- wars happening? Yeah. But they're not really talked about at all. Like mm-hmm. there are wars in like this country, that country. Like, but they're not like emphasized as other wars that happen. You know what I've realized too is like they'd be like Kim Kardashian West is divorcing Kanye, and then under it is like a genocide that's happening. Like mm-hmm. the media itself is also like prioritizing like Kim Kardashian over like the death of like thousands you know mm. and so I feel like I feel like it's because so you know how like, we're talking about like how we don't understand death until someone something close to like it happens to us we don't understand death until it happens to our country mm-hmm. like we don't understand war until it happens to us so unless it happens like we're actually going into a war they won't emphasize any other genocide going on because unless it's impacting us right like um, the media like, is like uh, as why a does whole. it matter mm-hmm. yeah because if, like, a lot of people are feeling a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, then it's like, okay, then it's basically kind of an entire country. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we're going to take a little intermission to go get our guest. Sassy Fraz is back, and we're here with a special guest. Vlad. And, well, introduce, yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of Vlad. Like um, let's see. I'm 22. Um, I'm in school from... Ukraine. I was born in Ukraine. I've lived here in the United States since I was like seven years old. Yeah, so did, I had a fun background. Oh, did that have like any impact on like your life? Like, it, well, did. it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it definitely did. I would like to say that um, I've learned a lot 
going from like a culture shock, you know, and seeing how like different cultures like intermix and so yeah, like intermix, yeah. yeah. Is it more like a single kind of like pot? Like here in like the United States, it's a lot of like yeah melting pot kind of things. So yeah, like, oh. which I like a lot more um, because back where I was born, I mean, it was just mainly the Ukrainian culture. You didn't really get to see a lot of culture. And so um, I do like it here a lot more. Uh, I like it in the terms of like you get to see so many, so many different like people from all over and they everybody has something to bring to the table you know everybody mm-hmm. every culture is different and unique in its own way so okay. yeah that's really cool so what would you say is so we're reading our book slaughterhouse five mm-hmm. and a lot of it it's like questioning like what the purpose of life is and like so what is like the meaning of life to you um to me the meaning of life is um well it's really hard to put into a sentence or just a few words to answer but I think the most important part of life is the difference that you make on the people around you mm-hmm. and how you um, go about living your life. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you wore, what you, uh, what you had or what you, what car you drove, like it matters on yeah, what impact impact you leave on this world mm-hmm. and what you leave behind. Like I, I'm, I don't even know my great, great grandparents. Like, I don't know what they did. I don't know what, I have no idea where they, who they were or whatever they've done in their life, but I hope that down the line, you know, my great, great grandkids are going to hear about me and something that I've yeah. done for this world. So like, I, I like that view too, like just like your impact on other people and how that is a reflection of your, not self-worth, but like who you are, kind of like yeah. makes like that um so you want to have more like of an exterior like impact it's not like an interior yeah. like kind of thing yeah okay. so like not like growing the family business or like you know like yeah yeah oh, okay that's probably something that i want to do well yeah Regina? i mean like i don't like i agree with what you guys are saying so i don't know exactly what to so, add on to that i don't know if, like what do you like are you kind of like afraid of death is that like a thing that like afraid of death or is it more like i accept it? yeah um, I think that everybody has their time to go. Um, and obviously nobody knows when that is. So I do like to live by the lifestyle of live every day like it's your last. I would like to say I'm a pretty spontaneous kind of guy, you know. So um, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily afraid of death. Um, but I do hope to do a lot more in this world before I go. Okay, well, thank you for being mm-hmm. our guest. Yep. And any ex- last words? Um. Well, the Sassy Frats group is... Thank you, Vlad, for yes. being in our recording. Well, actually, I have a question for you guys. Oh. So what is um, what is one thing that you guys hope to achieve in life or something that you hope to change? What is the biggest thing you want to like see change in this world? Um, I feel like the most change that can happen is through government so like maybe for me (laughs) for me going through a political route and trying to see what I can do from there more on a um excuse me on a human stance like human rights this and this and that like if I can do just like a tiny thing to change it then that'll be worth it 
I was going for like um kind of like the family route, you know, like mm-hmm. Hispanics are not that good at being like really like emotional and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of hope to like change that within my family and kind of, you know, like talk more and like open the conversation. Yeah, open the, like not be afraid to like be like, oh, I don't feel good today or, you know, just yeah. overall. To expand on that, I can definitely relate. I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's a very foreign thing is to like be closed off and not have mm. any emotions like and I think that's definitely something that I would want to change about my family too is that like we never talked about like mental health or like yeah or how we're feeling or something like that you know like my parents never I wouldn't I mean I would nev- never really say that I struggled with depression or anything like that but like if I did I would just know that my parents would literally not kind of brush yeah it just off. kind of brush it yeah. off be like okay well it'll get better <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of immigrant parents are like that. They kind of are just like, just push through it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not that they don't like, they don't accept it. That's just the way that they were raised, you yeah. know? Like, I feel like the, well, I feel like, like you said, it was the way they raised and like where they came from. It's yeah. like a big part of it. And especially with my family too. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not as emotional. Yeah. It's yeah. not like that they don't care. They just really mm-hmm. don't know how. They don't know like, how to express mm-hmm. it. And how to be like, oh, okay. like Which I can relate to because mm-hmm. I don't know how to express anything. I mean, I can laugh it off. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. Using humor. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of. Humor, yeah. That's definitely a big defense <laughs> yeah. mechanism in my family. Okay. What about you? Your change. A change in life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like. I'm not entirely sure, I guess, just to, um, well, not more of, like, a family dynamic. I guess it's, like, for people, like, any other people, I guess, too. I feel like communication is mm-hmm. a big one. I want yeah. to get, I want people to have more communication. If that makes any sense? Because I feel like a lot of the world's problems is just because people refuse to listen to each yeah. other. They have that, like, big su- superiority complex. Yeah. Like, oh, they're right all the time. Half the time, mm-hmm. they're wrong. But, yeah. you know, I feel like if I can, like, just kind of fix that, it would be better. Yeah. And, yeah, people, like you said, like, people are very opinionated, and not a lot of people are open to hearing what other people think and or what other people's thoughts are. And so I feel like a lot of them are just closed off to what others have to say just because they think that their way is right. So I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a problem with, I mean, Gen Gen Z are kind of, like, we're kind of known for, like, being, like, more like open but technically I feel like we're kind of closed off too mm-hmm. is how we kind of like we do also hate like changing our opinions and stuff like that you know I mean like not even wrong we're better than like yeah. past generations I guess when it comes to this topic but we mm-hmm. still like pick up on like what they did yeah because like from what I've seen at least especially on the internet they're always like oh, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, yeah. you're wrong. And then they'll just start, like, attacking each other without actually yeah. trying to hear each other's side. Right. But but they are still, regardless, we are still, regardless, at least, more understanding than others. Yeah, yeah. that is very true. And just because we also do have a lot of research on, our, like, our fingertips and stuff, mm-hmm. and you can just Google pretty much anything. So, yeah, I do have to agree with you. Okay. Anything else? I think that's a good way to close off our episode. So thank yeah. you again for yeah. being in here. Thanks for having me. Yep. And then, oh yeah, oh, we oh, have oh, a little oh, jingle. Wait, it's no. the we'll no. wait for, for two. Oh, I'll do some stats. Oh, there you go.